Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're still riding these cosmic waves. Yes, indeed. And right now, we're waxing towards a full moon in Scorpio, which means that we're heading towards that total lunar eclipse. It's happening on Sunday, May 15th in the mountains. Mountain time is going to be happening on Monday morning in the middle of, you know, Monday morning for some of you folks on the planet. That's pretty cool. We have Jupiter entering into Aries for the first time in 12 years. So we're beginning a new cycle, which is exciting to me. A little Jupiter cycle rebirth. So Jupiter's lingering at zero degrees Aries right now. Well, we've got Chiron and Venus coming together in Aries right now. And then, of course, Mercury went retrograde this week. Got a little retrograde action from Gemini back into Taurus with that Mercury. It's a three-week countdown, y'all. No big deal. Do not fear the retrograde. And then we have Mars coming together with Neptune in Pisces. So this should be interesting as well. And then I want to talk a little bit more about sound and healing. And really uh, see if we can't figure out how we can take some of our power back, if you know what I mean. So let's tune in. Take a nice deep inhale. And we'll calibrate the core. You want to find your seat or your feet. Root into that center of gravity. That center of you, it's like navel point, solar plexus area. And take another nice deep inhale and start to feel that rhythmic timing of your breath, your own heartbeat, your own rhythmic pulse to create a nice rhythmic resonance from your heart through your system. It's really deep. I want us all to start to really feel that, you know, I say it every week, but I want us to all really start to tune in and feel that rhythmic resonance that's our very own timing and really start to connect with that in a way where we can circulate the energy and we can start to articulate the energy that we're trying to create in this world and in this time and space. It's, we're coming really deeply into the embodiment, the season of embodiment. We've kind of been here, but it's now, now is the time to really, if you haven't started, get on board because it's, it's rolling. And one of the best ways we can do that is by tuning into our heartbeat and feeling that rhythm that's our very own, and then starting to use the breath to circulate it 
from the center of gravity and ripple it out in all directions. I've been kind of talking about the torus, the toroidal site circle or the toroidal cycle. It's like a flow that comes up from the center or from the base of the spine up through the center axis, out the crown and around into the field. And the thing is, is the more we breathe and activate this energy, we can start to circulate this. This creates energy for one in the system, but it also creates vitality and strength in our magnetic field. It also helps to bring things in that we're needing to come in. And so giving and receiving it, it creates this beautiful balance of giving and receiving. So as you find your seat and feet, once again, come into that center, feel the breath rise up through the central axis, out the crown and around the system. Let it start to circulate through the vertical axis. And then start to feel it take up space in the horizontal plane. And then allow it to really move from your heart forward, from your heart into the space behind you. And just really activate and fill that bubble up in such a way that it can be super expansive. And we'll talk a little bit more of why this is important. It has a lot to do with this Jupiter coming into Aries. I'm feeling this need for us to start to really, especially in myself, just circulate the vitality and start to really take up space. Have your presence, your presence be accounted for, you know, like that's what it's about. So inhale nice and full. We'll do the little suspended breath. At the edge of your inhale, suspend it for a moment. Hold the navel, hold the center. No stress or strain when you're ready. Invite more breath in. Feel it expanding and taking up more space. And then exhale it out. And we'll do two more just like that. Nice deep inhale. Suspend the breath. Invite more breath into the system. And exhale it out. One last time. Inhale. Feel that breath's edge. Inhale a little bit more. And exhale it out. Give thanks. Bless it. All right. So this week, this week's cosmic sink is all about the eclipse. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> that space between is something else, huh? Ooh. Yeah. It's been feeling really interesting. And I've been mean, getting a lot of feedback from people. It's been like some interesting rocky roads and waves, but, uh, we're still here. Give thanks for that. And, you know, again, it's just like we take it as it comes and we show up as best we can. And we, sh we come in our center and we really start to circulate that energy. And you can feel how, it, how just those few moments, how restorative it is, you know? So I encourage all of us to just keep practicing that throughout the, throughout the day, as much as you can, just little bits tuning in doesn't have to be a big production. It's just about really 
continually sinking, sinking ourselves, aligning ourselves into a place where we're in tune, in rhythm, resonating our highest frequency possible. So speaking of that, here we go. We've been traversing this axis of love and power, super potent. What that means to me is that the sun being in Taurus is very much about the love and the the connection to, to all that is through the senses, connection to ourselves, connection to the world around us through our sensory system. And then the moon is in Scorpio, which is all about empowerment. And I talked about it last week as far as the the power that comes from the kundalini that comes from this through the spine. I mean, this is really what we're talking about when we start to activate that toroidal cycle is getting that energy, that kundalini energy to start to come up from the root of the spine through the center of gravity and circulate into the magnetic field. And so it's very strengthening and empowering to do so. And then you activate the sensory system with that. So we're at, we're activating and traversing this axis of of our true love and empowerment, the axis of love and power, baby. So, um, yeah, I, this, this, this full moon is, I'm just feeling it already. It's super potent. Uh, what I would say also about this is that when there's an eclipse, what makes it an eclipse is that the North and South node are basically the, the sun is coming together with the South node and then, and the, I'm sorry, the sun is coming together with the north node and the south node is coming together with the moon. So on the eclipse, the sun will be at 25 degrees Taurus and the north node will be 22 degrees Taurus. And then we have the moon at 25 degrees Scorpio, so exactly opposite the sun. And then the south node is at 22 degrees Scorpio. So remember that, that every full moon is an oppositional energy. It's an opposite. They're on the opposite sides of the spectrum. So like I said in one of the recent sessions, the biggest, the best way you can start to learn this is by really understanding the zodiac, the beginning, middle, end, cycling through the seasons. And so here we are in the middle, we're at the end of Taurus, but in the middle of spring in the Northern Hemisphere. And Scorpio is the opposite of that, representing the, the middle of autumn in the Northern Hemisphere. So we have the middle season. Those are the fixing modes. And there's a lot, there's quite a bit of energy looking to be stabilized right now. What put, makes that even more intense and specific to this time is that Saturn is making a square, a 90 degree angle at 24 degrees to the sun, moon, and the nodes. And so I kind of was talking about it last week. And if you don't know by now in your own life, you probably will in the next few days, but there, this is very much a, um, there's decisions to be made. And some of them are small and some of them are big, but the, the way that I look at it too is, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. And the way I've kind of recognized it in my own life is that I'm seeing how the way that I think about things, the way that I start to contemplate or experience the world around me, if I let my mind or my senses or my emotions kind of get the better of me, then I can easily lose focus and 
in a way where it almost becomes this, like I give my power away. But if I'm tuned in and I'm really mindful about the way that I'm the way that I'm experiencing the world and just being really grateful with it, being really present with it, then there's a lot of comfort and there's, there's also some energy that I can get from that as well. And so I just feel like we're really more and more trying to not only gain energy, but be able to circulate it so that we can give it and receive it in a fluid way. I mean, this is how we help each other is by keeping the vibe flowing, you know, by keeping the energy flowing and the vibration high as much as we can. And, you know, that's not always easy. I'm going to share something later in the session, but I have this phrase. It's like, sometimes I fall, but then I get back up. And, you know, and so that's really what a lot of this squaring energy is about is just kind of like, it's been showing me how I, how I relate, how I'm relating to, to things that I find meaningful, my values, my things that I find most meaningful and, and, and important to me and how I can start to get power and energy through those things and how I give power and energy through those things. And the perfect example on a personal level for me is that it's been, um, I've, I've been talking so much about really engaging and enjoying the sensory system. And up until recently, I really have been, I mean, I get so much energy from being in nature, connecting to the trees and the grasses and the breezes and the waters and, you know, the whole, that whole angle. Something that's come up in the last week really has been a rekindling of my appreciation for music. I've been finding so much comfort in sound and healing. And for many, many years, it was really specific to mantras and, and certain, you know, certain mantras and flows. I was really, I mean, I still am very much deeply into mantras, but it's interesting because I don't use them the same way I had for years, but I kind of like took a break. And now I'm like finding, I just love, I've been really digging listening to music this week. It's been so healing for me. And I'm finding myself listening to music from different spans and different periods of my life and, and observing the emotional state that that, that that all brings because music is so healing and can, can almost help us time travel, gain perspective, remember an emotion, work through things and and I've really been using music in that way to kind of help heal myself. One of the other personal angles or things I want to share with everybody that you probably, you know, if you've been listening, that I'm experiencing personally a nodal flip, which is where the north node in Taurus right now is opposite my north node. On my birth chart, my north node is in Scorpio. So the north is in the south and the south is in the north. So I'm having a little... uh up, down, black, white, positive, negative, right, left, up. Uh, is it right? Is it wrong? Is it what? Is it this? And, you know, past, present, future, huh? <laughs> There's a little bit of that energy going around. And so it's like I'm sifting through old energies, old emotions. And I know I'm not alone in this because I'm telling you that square to Saturn is asking us to really go into for some deep healing. We're restructuring our lives in a way that we are like in the future, we're heading towards the future. And so after everything that we've all been through in these last couple of years, there's so, there's like an, a yearning to want to rebuild. And again, as we step in and we start to take action in that rebuilding, I think that 
you know, we have to be really mindful about the way that we're laying these new foundations. Like what's most, what's really most important? What's really most meaningful? What's worked for me that's going to help me move into the future in a brighter way, a brighter future. That's what I'm looking for. And so with this eclipse, uh, you know, play with this, like what's giving me energy, what's taking energy away, what's inspiring, what's uninspiring. And there's not a right or wrong to it. And there's no, like, we don't have to draw, you know, hard lines, hard, fast lines, but it's about the observation and correlation and seeing how, you know, like we're trying to customize this, like you got to customize it and make it your own. And so as you tune into your sensory system, maybe you're being inspired more with, with music as well right now. Maybe you're being inspired through the art of cooking or painting or, gardening right right now so many people are digging in the dirt and this is good news you know grow that food connect with the plants connect with the water and the soil and you know really use the use the energy of nature to kind of amplify the self and amplify the vibe we're looking for that rhythmic resonance you know calibrating a higher frequency baby so that's the full moon and the eclipse. Some little notes about the eclipse. If you're not taking the workshop, I have the part two of the eclipsing the axis of love and power is happening on Sunday, May 15th at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. You can still sign up for that on my website, liveinrhythm.com. But if you don't catch the workshop, you'll get, uh, I just want to make sure you can catch the eclipse. And so the moon itself is going to be peaking at its high full full moon point at 10, 15, 10, 14 PM mountain time. However, the eclipse happens over a few hours, over a period of a couple hours, a few hours. And so the eclipse is going to start happening around 8 30 PM mountain time, which means it'll be around the, the moon rise. And I don't know if you know about moon rises or not, but when the moon comes up, when it first comes around that edge of the horizon, it's so big. That's one of my favorite things about a, a, a moonrise is that it gets big, big, big at that full, you know, at that, at that rising moment. And then it starts to kind of size, you know, level out and it's sizing. But what we're going to see is that from Colorado, it's going to be around the rise, but wherever you are on the planet, do the time conversion and watch for the earth's shadow starting to come over the moon. So just remember that an eclipse is basically when the sun, moon, and earth are in alignment. And with a lunar eclipse, that's when the middle, the earth is in the middle. Earth is between the sun and the moon, which are opposite of one another. And so as that moon rises, we're going to start to see that shadow of the earth. The sun will be casting a shadow, earth's shadow on the moon and it lines it up perfectly. It'll be covering it perfectly around 10, 11 p.m. in mountain time. And then it'll start to, to phase out and the full moon will start to reappear. Now, sometimes this creates like a pinky, pink or reddish hue. And so like look for that. Depending on where you're at on the planet, it kind of goes more pink or red depending on the on the moon. But the the thing about it being total is that the Earth's the earth's shadow will completely cover that moon. And so it'll be more reddish pink towards the end, you know, towards that fullness. 
and uh, the fullness of the eclipse, which is just always blows my mind. So I don't really sit out in eclipses, but I look, I check in with them. I like look, I'll peek and then I'll come inside and meditate or breathe or listen to music. <laughs> and then I go back out and check it out, you know, cause it lasts for a long period of time. And there's actually quite a bit of, you know, lore, lore about not spending time under the, the lunar, these eclipses, solar or lunar. Um, and you know, it's one of those things like if you, some cultures just think it's best to be inside meditating and praying and, and, you know, doing what you need to do on your inside. However, it's kind of one of those cosmic events that you just can't miss. You know, you gotta, I gotta peek a little bit. So that's what I, that's the way I'll be celebrating it. I'll be tuning in on and off throughout those couple hours and watching that shadow of the earth come over it. And it's just truly amazing because you know, we won't have another one of these for six months. We'll have another eclipse, whether or not it's total or, or can be seen from where we live is a whole nother thing. So each one is so unique. So please enjoy that and see if you can tune in to really giving yourself a little bit more love and, and empowerment through your experience of the world. Like what, what do you appreciate? What's flowing? What feels good? And just, it just, Really revel in the gratitude of that and see if it can't give you some more energy. Okay? In other astrological news, we have Jupiter went in going into Aries for the first time in 12 years. So we just completed a 12-year cycle and we're beginning again a new 12-year cycle of Jupiter. Jupiter always represents the magnification, the expansion, the amplification. It is the biggest planet in the zo- in the solar system. It's so incredible. And I like to think about this is really being able to with the Jupiter coming into Aries, I feel like it's about us getting taking up space inside ourselves. Cuz you might remember Aries is all about self, the self, the will, the, the, the drive that comes from the self, from the center. And one of my phrases for Aries is unapologetically me. So Jupiter coming into Aries right now is all about going big in the self. So we want to amplify ourselves a little bit more, take up more space. How full, how big can we get our magnetic and our energetic aura, our magnetic field and our energetic aura or our space bubble, right? How big and full can we get it? And how much can we circulate some of that energy? If you think about Jupiter, it's, um, it's got like, it's got storms happening all around it. There's so much energy circulating inside of, of that, you know, and then there's the big red eye of, of Jupiter, which is like a giant storm, a giant hurricane. So a lot of energy and getting, and so with this, with this happening, coming into Aries, I feel like we really have an opportunity to, to take up more space, to ground ourselves in a way where we're really honoring the self and amplifying the self, the willpower from the self. And so a lot of that is going to be, I think, supported through this lunar eclipse that's coming too. Just looking for being able to tune into the self on all the sensory levels so that we're highly tuned and aware and present, and then activating that power through this circulation. And you have this 
I have this story. One of my teachers, she's such a Jupiter type of person. Her name is Guru Jagat. She once told me in a group of women, please don't collapse on yourselves. <laughs> and there's a long story around this, but long story short, I'll just, that in my head, that's what I, I hear her say this. Don't collapse on yourself. You cannot collapse on yourself. It's this idea of if I let that energetic field fall, then, and the bubbles sort of sink and get soggy, then I lose power and energy. And the truth is, is right now we need as many of us as we can circulating our own power and our own energy in our own unique way, in our own timing, you know, and so we get that vibe going and it becomes this real support for amplifying ourselves, amplifying our visions and our dreams. I mean, we just did all that Jupiter work in Pisces with it coming to Neptune and, and with Venus. And we're really, we've been, you know, I know personally in my own life, I've been really deeply going into my own self-love and self-prayer and my connection to myself and to spirit. You know, I've been really looking for that true essence, my connection through my body and my sensory system and my experience. And now like that Jupiter's in Aries, it's like, we got to move that. <laughs> we got to amplify and we got to circulate and articulate this energy, that expression, that soul shine expression that comes from the self. Yeah. So please don't collapse on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the Jupiter coming into Aries. And we have, you know, a year to play with this. It's going to go back into Pisces for a minute, but we have a whole year. Jupiter spends one year in each sign. So we got some time to practice that one. And the other thing that's really cool that's happening in Aries right now is that Chiron is at 14 degrees and Venus is at 15 degrees. So Chiron and Venus are conjuncting in the sky in Aries. I haven't talked too much about Chiron, but if you look at it on the chart, it's a circle with a little K off the top. And basically it reminds me of a key. It's the key to the chart. It's the key to the soul's evolutionary healing. It should be on the evolutionary pathways list. Um, we'll think about that. But the, the deal is, is that Chiron is an asteroid and it's often referred to as the wounded healer. It's the healer that wound, that's wounded, but that wound ends up being their biggest asset, their biggest strength and gift if, it, if they can heal, if it can be healed. And so this is kind of where we're at right now with this Venus coming next to Chiron. It's like, in my, in my, in, in my interpretation of it, there's this beautiful relationship between, again, self-love and self-healing and how the things that we find most valuable and meaningful, the things that are, are true, that give us our, that, that aesthetic pleasure and, you know, pleasure and beauty and, you know, the things that we love deeply, that's the Venus energy, our values and our love. And then Chiron is like our healing, those wounds, those deep wounds that we maybe put in the, hid in the back or put it in the closet or put it in the drawer or hide it under, you know, it's those parts of ourselves that we try to keep on the DL. But the truth is, is if we let that heal up and come to the surface, then it actually becomes almost like a gift. It becomes a gift. 
And so I feel like in a lot of ways, we're healing our values. We're healing the things that are meaningful. We might be rewriting the script on all of that right now after what we've, you know, the way the world is changing all the time. And, and I think it's a good thing. I think this is all just like perfect timing. When I think about it, like the, the synchronization of the cosmos, it's such, it's so divine and perfect. And it's just one of those things where it's like when we're present, I mean, to say the same thing, but when we're present and grounded really letting that, our true essence shine and circulate, I mean, it can be really healing for the people around us, for the world at large. Even if no one's around you or seeing you shine, it's still emanating a resonant frequency that's, that's contributing to the good of the planet instead of resonating some negativity or some bad vibes. We want to bring the good vibes in if we can, you know, and like I was saying last week, we don't always have easy access to that. And, you know, that's okay too. You got to feel what you're feeling. And when you have the energy, you got to let your soul shine. So I'm really taking this, this Jupiter, Chiron and Venus energy and Aries very seriously as far as self-healing. So, and you know, that's on a lot of levels, a lot of levels. We're healing so many layers. And uh, back to the digging in the dirt, you know, when you start digging in that dirt, you'll find things in the soil that you need to, that you didn't even know were there. Rocks, roots of weeds <laughs> that have been hiding, you know, so pull the weeds, take the rocks out of the garden bed, put them around the side and decorate it, decorate the garden with that. Let the roots dry in the sun and go back into the earth. And re-give, you know, give energy back to the earth. There's a lot of things we can do that are just really simple steps to help ourselves heal, but also to not be afraid to really let those things come up to the surface so that they can be addressed, you know? So yeah, center yourself and let your soul shine. Okay. The other thing that's really cool, I think about right now is and it's actually very interesting too. But right now we have Mars conjuncting Neptune and I'm seeing this and I'm thinking that's that's kind of there's opposite energies a little bit. The Mars is very assertive and and the Neptune's really dreamy and visionary, right? And so I kind of feel like this is all about us taking action into some of those that love and envision the, the love and the envisioning that we've been doing with, like I was talking about with the Jupiter and, and Venus being in Pisces, we did so much of that, like calibrating a higher love. And now the Mars is asking us to take action with that. And it's just kind of even backing up all the stuff I just said about the Aries energy, because Aries is actually the ruler of Mars. And so, or Mars is actually the ruler, the planetary ruler of Aries. They go hand in hand in the natural horoscope. And when I see that Mars energy, actually Mars is also a planetary, one of the planetary rulers of Scorpio too, which is where that moon is. And so it's like, I definitely, like, I just remembered that as I was saying this, it's like, we got to start to take this power back. Like the, the action time and the embodiment time is, is nigh. Is that how they say it? It's happening. It's time. So yeah, 
play with that, tune into it. I'm, I think that that's going to happen for a couple more days. We may meet, we may talk about this Neptune conjuncting um, the Mars a little bit more next week, but I do feel like I want to feel into this a little bit more. I'm like, Ooh, okay. The way that I, I, I look at this, like for me, it's definitely a lot of my experience happens in the body. I'm very much a body oriented human and, and even just like, if you've ever had a reading with me, or if you've been in session with me, you know, I use my body for, you know, like I'm over here talking to my, you know, talking into the microphone and sharing with you in, in a new time and space, but my body's moving, my hands are moving. And I, I can feel like a lot of times with me when it's a good, when it's like a yes, or it's a go, I can feel my body leaning into the forward field into the front field a little bit more. And I mean, and this is just like super common, right? I mean, if you start observing it, you probably notice you'll do it too. But if it's like not in the flow or not resonant with me, I start to pull back. Like I'll actually feel my energetics like uh, leaning back, you know, like lean back in a way, just like when you see something off and you kind of lean back and you turn your head and you're like, wait a second, you know, so there's, it's a little bit of that on, on a subtle level. But why I was why I'm saying this is because as I've been tuning into these, to this like my sensory system and my self-empowerment, and you know, how there's a there's a lot happening at once, and there's a little bit of not like I'm not necessarily I got a lot of really cool things going on, but I'm not actually really sure how or where to put the energy. And back in the day that used to actually get that would maybe get me frustrated or get me down. And now I'm just kind of like sitting in center, being as full in my, in my field as possible, just activated in my field and really seeing like, where is that energy? Where is that energy calling? Is it pushing me or is it pulling me in? And just almost taking baby steps with it, feeling into things more, giving myself more time to observe and tune in and be present instead of quick to react and quick to respond. I mean, that's very Aries, actually, that energy of being quick and assertive. And at the same time, I'm trying to use the sensory system in that way instead of just my mind all the time or my words all the time. And that really brings me to this Mercury retrograde because Mercury retrograde, as I said last week, it's very much all of the, the retrograde is like a rewind, a relax, a redo, a rewrite, a reschedule, (laughs) reconvince, recommit, reconnect, re-re-re. All of the R-E words that you can think of go with the retrograde. And specifically in relationship to Mercury, that's our expression and our communication. It's also our listening, our ability to really listen and tune in. And so when I think about retrogrades, Mercury retrogrades, I really give myself more time. I think things through a little bit more. I'll go into more of a, you know, it's more of an observation correlation time for sure. And you may have to like, you may find yourself redoing things or just having to relax. That's, that's actually the big one for me right now is just relax, rest, you know, and, uh, especially, you know, just with all of the energies that are happening, the, this, these eclipses, they're super potent. And 
it may not, you may not see a lot of the things happening in your physical world necessarily, but on an energetic and emotional level, humanity is going through a major transformation. So I always take a retrograde, especially a Mercury one, to regroup, re- relax, tune in, see what the, what is the world, how's the world speaking to me? What am I hearing? What am I feeling? And how can I move from that place of clarity? Okay. The other cool thing about a retrograde that I feel like I want to, I need to share with you is that it's not going backwards. It looks like it's going backwards in the chart when you look at it, but a retrograde is pretty cool. It's like from earth's perspective, it looks like it's going backwards. And so if you're ever on the highway driving fast and you're driving next to somebody and as you get close to them, it looks like they're actually driving backwards, going backwards, even though they're going forward. That's what the retrograde vibe is. So it's just that. And what I want to say about that is that this little retrograde thing that comes through, it's in a Mercury retrograde specifically. It happens it happens like three times a year, three to four times a year, depending on when, when the cycle hits. And it happens for about three weeks. So it'll go retrograde for about three weeks, about three times a year. And so there, it's like a wave cycle. It comes through. And I, I, I'm saying this, I'm kind of shaking my head and shrugging my shoulders because I do feel like in the collective consciousness, Mercury retrograde gets such a bad rep, you know? Everybody's like, meh, meh. You can see all the memes like, my retrograde. And, you know, people complain and stuff. And I'll tell you now, complaining lowers the frequency, Yep, it does. So, you know, instead of like fretting about it or complaining about it, observe it. There might be some bumps in the road. There might be some setbacks, some rewinds and redos. So deal with them and do do the best you can to not let the the retrograde get in your way. You know, a lot of people will like try to not do things in the Mercury retrograde. And it's like, if you can imagine that's three weeks, three times a year, you'd be wasting a lot of time not getting stuff done because you're anticipating the retrograde, you know? So I just encourage everybody, let's like rewrite the script on that. Let's rewrite the retrograde script and see if we can't use it to benefit our energy instead of like, feel like this, it's this problem that comes up. You know what I'm saying? It's a lifestyle. (laughs) It's a lifestyle. <laughs> so that said, one more thing I want to talk about today is the sound in healing. And I mentioned it a little bit earlier about how I'm coming back into this appreciate. I mean, I've always appreciated music, but like, I'm just like kind of revisiting some old good music that I haven't heard in a long time. And, you know, just, just digging all these different layers of what the music and the sound can do. And that was one of the reasons why I really appreciate, why I learned to appreciate the mantras so much is the sound and the vibration can really hold a frequency. It can hold like a base level. And I think that that's really important, especially when there's so much waviness and rockiness and uncertainty, everything's kind of moving around and fluctuating, getting that pulse that inner heartbeat in our own vibe and getting our own rhythm going, we can really hold steady. But if you have a beat that you can move to a little bit on top of that, boom, you know? So 
like some of you might know this about me, but one of my favorite things to do is listen to reggae. I, I used to be in a reggae band actually. And in the reggae music, in the reggae music world, you might notice this, but it's, it's on the four beat, you know? So it's very much four beat and the four beat kind of comes on like a heartbeat. And there's this drum in, in reggae, it's called the Nyabingi drum. It's the heartbeat rhythm. It's like, you know, and so when you tune into reggae and you hear that, you know, you hear that heartbeat, mm, take you right back to your center, take you right back home, give you energy, help you circulate your vibe, you know, and so it all, all music is a lot of times, whether, whatever count it is, you know, there's like four beats, eight beats, 16 beats, you know, it runs in these, in these fours. It's just one more example it's one more example of how we can use our own true heartbeat, our own rhythmic resonance, our own timing to create a bass. And then we add some of our favorite music or mantras or sound and, and let that heal us, let that hold the frequency with us. It kind of is like, kind of help. It's helpful. It can hold the line a little bit. And, and I just want you to Tune into that. Like music is a really great way to to feel some of these subtle energies because if if it's a sad song, you know, if it's a sad song and you listen to it and then it's like, oh, it hits the spot and then you listen to it again and it like, mm, before you know it, you're like hanging out in that sad vibe and you're like, oh my God, and having these memories or whatever. Um, at least that's, this is what happens to me. But, or I can put on something that like gives me energy fires me up. You know, everyone's got their workout playlist, you know, you're not going to put that sad song on the workout playlist. <laughs> you know, also some songs like get really serious and, and gritty and they talk about truth and, and they bring up energy, you know, they bring up some other types of emotions that, that give you energy in a different way that make you want to live or make you want to overcome or make you want to rise, you know? And so there's all these different layers and uh, you know, so play with it, play with sound and how it can heal you, how it can give you energy, can help you ride your, your rhythmic resonance a little bit more consistently. It's super helpful. Okay. And so with that, I thought for this special eclipse, I would share with you another song. <laughs> this song is called The Road. And I wrote the lyrics in 2003, I think around 2003, although I recorded it sometime around 2007 or 2008, around that time period. And as per usual, my dearest friend, MCAD, aka Aaron Dukes, made the music, he, com he composed the music, I wrote the lyrics, and MCAD also produced it. He's my friend that I'm in the band with. It's called The Freedom Movement. You should definitely check out The Freedom Movement on some of your streaming platforms. He's one of the most incredible and prolific writers I've ever met in my life. It's it's so beautiful. Um, he's incredible. So check that check out Freedom Movement. But then I'm going to play this song for you called The Road. And I just want to give a little tiny backstory about The Road. So I wrote The Road, actually, in relationship to myself. And then I wrote it in relationship to my husband. And it's just really interesting because the way that this song came about was that 
I started, I mean, this is something that I feel like is really important right now as we start to identify ourselves and our true empowerment. And it, it came about in just this us, my husband and I really committing to each other and on an, on a next, next level, a deeper level. And what that means, like when we start to merge, when we start to merge and connect with others in all the, all the ways that we can, not even just love relationships, but friendships and, and connections that however they show up. And it comes from this place of like really understanding how important it is for individuals to be themselves, to hold their own frequency and then meet another in that same frequency. And I feel like this is like one of the things that we're doing right now. It's like, if I can get strong in myself and hold my vibe, and then I come together with you and you're holding your vibe, then we actually uplift each other and we give each other energy instead of one person getting more energy than the other or both energies bringing each other down. I mean, this is like, this is important, I think, for us moving into the future. It's like, how can we share, give and receive energy in a way that's that's compatible, it's reciprocal, and then it builds, it can build. And so, anyhow, the road. Sometimes I fall. But then I get back up Cause I'm not afraid of the choices I've made I'm never gonna give up Even when it's hard to see the road in front of me I'm gonna take the time to search my mind And find a solution Whoa. Choices I've made, I'm never gonna give up No, even when it's 
definitely walking that road we're traversing the axis of love and power consistently riding these waves in our center of gravity with the pulse of our own rhythmic resonance carrying us in perfect timing so thank you so much for tuning in you know i love you i'm so so grateful for you if you're enjoying this podcast please give it a little rating likes you know do the like sub subscribe you know find me write some write some reviews if you're so called to do so and if you want a little bit more one-on-one time with me you should book a session livinginrhythm.com book a solo session or reading and uh, if you want to join me for the eclipse session the total lunar eclipse session that's happening sunday may 15th 9 a.m mountain time and uh, yeah, we, we already had the part one, so this is part two. We're going to be really going in deep into to the chart of this, this eclipse, which is holding sway for six months. So it's a really pivotal and beautiful time to lay some, some serious intentions and start to take actions, do some action orientation around these visions that we've been having and these goals we've been reaching for. So now's the time, y'all. All right? Yes. All right, my friends, thanks again. Love you so much. Take good care of yourselves. Peace.